Hello everyone. This is Shunali Shroff and this is Kiran Mandral and, and we, we are, are not your aunties. Hello everybody. Welcome back to our show Not Your Auntie. Today Kiran and I are going to be talking about making friends after 40. and we've been friends for a long time but we really reconnected after we were both 40 don't reveal my age that's why we're doing the show because we're revealing this to the entire world that's true, sorry the with the bubbles but yes uh kiran and i reconnected in our 40s and uh, we've been talking about this you know i think through different stages of your life you make friends uh your school friends and college friends and then you make friends you know your professional friends in your 20s uh, early 30s uh, and then if you go on to marry and have children then you make school get mom friends but what happens when you hit 40 do those friendships survive do you even want them to survive do you need to up because do you need to upgrade your you know relationships and friendships what happens kiran what has been your experience in your 40s mm. It's been a touchy subject for me because a lot of uh, my really close friends sort of uh, friendships have fallen by the wayside. I think completely I'm to I'm the person to blame because I really did not put in too much effort in keeping up. I think I I think at different life stages you grow and you start focusing on different things. So school and college friends completely dropped off track. There were a lot of mommy friends that I made when I was a mommy blogger and a schoolgate mom. Some of them have survived, some of them have dropped off. I think that's only natural that the ones you most resonate with you'll make an effort to stay in touch with and you will continue to stay in touch with and some will just disappear from your lives. I've always thought that it, we have uh, I don't know who said it old age but we have friends for the road and friends of the heart so the friends of the heart stay with us and the friends of the road sort of drop off whenever True. they reach their destinations but there comes a point when you realize that uh, maybe I should make some new friends mm-hmm. and I've been trying to do that I've been stepping out you know sort of kicking myself out of the cave occasionally and saying okay let's catch up let's catch up and I'm happy I'm doing so because I'm meeting so many lovely new people mhm What about you? I think I have a psychological disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Now you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> It comes from, you know, my dad was in the army and every 2-3 years we invested in these friendships and then, you know, you rolled on, moved to another posting and this is pre-mobile phone era and there was only one phone at home that your parents had access to first. Uh, so you lost touch. You exchanged mm. a few letters uh, mm. through the army post office or whatever and then you basically mm. lost touch. and i've been trying to examine my attitude towards my friendships do i cherish my friendships i do uh do i feel really happy and i feel that uh, women thrive best when they're around women who are their real friends i do and i think you can have different friends to contribute to different you know needs, uh, needs in your life yeah but the thing is that i didn't actively look at it because i think somewhere in my psyche there is this not knowing or fear for want of a better word that you know you're going to lose touch with people in any case so just oh. move on and so what happens is that i realize that my friends have put in more effort into keeping in touch with me which isn't uh, which isn't a commentary on how i feel for them or towards them but they've put in more effort in keeping in touch with me throughout than me in them Mm-hmm. and in my 40s so you know professional friends i didn't keep up in touch and i've always been accused of being that way uh 
I'm an ambivert, even though for someone who talks this much, it's hard to believe. But at the school gate, I used to try when my daughter was in junior KG to avoid eye contact with anybody because they <laughs> might talk to me. And I do that on a plane also. Okay. I know. That, oh my God, I hope no one will talk to me. And then I realized that my child is being left out of play dates because, you know, people, I didn't want people to not talk to me because I dislike people. I'm not a misanthrope. And I also think talking to people drains me of uh, energy. Too many people. So I can operate better one-on-one. But uh, I realize now again in my 40s because there's so much going on in our lives in our 30s that uh, I should have invested more of my time and put an effort in keeping in touch with these people. Thankfully, those who care for me are still around. Oh, lovely. But I think you and I feel the same way about this. I know it is. uh, I hear you when you say it is exhausting to be around people and I feel the same way. And I think I was one of the schoolgate moms who ensured I dashed in at the very last moment to pull him out <laughs> so that I wouldn't be compelled to make conversation with anybody. Having said that, yes, there were some lovely friends I made from my schoolgate days. And uh, I've been as bad. I've not kept in touch and they've kept in touch. And we've reached an equilibrium. But, you know, I've tried to rectify some of my not reaching out by trying to reach out to completely new people now. I recently put out an Instagram post saying that vacancy for best friend. Oh yes, I read that. Bribes will be entertained in the form of chocolates. Yeah. And it was so sweet. So many people reached out. Really? And I didn't get any chocolates though. (laughs) But uh, it was so nice. And many of them were women who were in their 20s and 30s. Oh, how nice. And I actually do you want to be their friend? I wouldn't mind because I find I have some of the most fun conversations with uh, women in that age group. I have some very good friends in that age group, and they've been ex colleagues. Right. And uh, it's a friendship that has continued after we stopped working together. But I love to get together with them and hang out and hear about their lives because it's completely different from what my life is right now. And I have some 70 year olds who are my friends. Oh, how lovely. Grandmothers and it's great. So I think uh, I need to build up more between the spectrum of 20s to 70. So the f- 30s and 40s and the 50s need to be bulked up a bit. <laughs> you know, my experience is uh, quite uh, the opposite of that, uh, which is that I enjoy the company of younger people. But I find that women who are in 40s, uh, like me, you know, we've all uh, graduated to a wiser wiser stage with more self-respect. Uh, self-reflection we've some of us have resorted to self-help books (laughs) Um, I think that I have really found in myself the ability to forgive people not hold grudges and not even you know I think just to go with the flow and I've formed some really two three meaningful friendships in my 40s it's happened purely by chance Uh, And I realized that, you know, you are not the same person you were in your 20s or the 30s. And so it's likely that some of those friendships, even if you do put an effort into them, will fall by the wayside because you change every seven years. Buddha used to say nothing and use the same after every seven years. So I think that for me, friendships in my, not counting my college friends, friendships in my 40s are what are proving to be the most meaningful friendships so far. And these are friendships I find that I want to nurture and I want to continue. And these are not friendships that I'm tolerating because we've been friends for so many years and I need to hold on to them. I find it very easy to discard friendships I've outgrown. And that may sound harsh, but I think that is also self-preservative. Some friendships aren't really doing anything for you. They just get a little toxic over the years or something doesn't work out. And I think I've become 
in my 50s a little hard-nosed enough to say that enough. I don't need this and I'm going to step back from this and uh, I'm going to find friendships that enrich me and make me a better person or make me happy. At least when I come away from meeting a person, I should feel happy. That's my main criteria these days. If I feel joy and if I look forward to meeting a person, I will be friends with that person. I think we don't talk about this enough. I wrote a column in uh, one of the publications recently about the burden of old friendships. Uh, And exactly what you're saying, I think very often friendships get toxic and the whole expectation being met and not met leads to resentment but we hold on to them because we think we have shared history you know she was there for me when I was this young or I was there for her when she was going through this and I think just for the sake of that to carry on you know energy speaks Hmm. I think if I meet somebody and I feel that you know I'm not feeling uh, one is joy and the other is I'm not feeling a sense of comfort Hmm. but I feel I need to over explain myself or I need to hide bits of myself uh, like there's this friend of mine and uh, she she lives in another country. We've known each other since, uh, you know, since our school. And she is actually a frenemy. Okay. And so the other day she called me a few She's months gonna ago. She's going to be listening in Chanali. Uh, maybe not. And I don't care. And I'm too old to. This is the best thing. They say when you're that old, I'm running out of beeps to give. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm good running out of those things to give. So so she rang me the one day and she said, listen, let's do an event together. And why don't uh, I'm running a mentorship program where I teach people public speaking, the art of public speaking. So I said, you know, maybe you haven't been in touch with my career, but I think I'm doing OK there. Mm. I do enough public speaking at fest and whatever. So she says to me, oh, yeah, I mean, I did listen, listen to some of those things. And I have to say there's a lot of scope for improvement it isn't what she said, it's how, how she, she said it. it. And I was like, we've left school and college, you're still competing with me. Okay. Those patterns keep repeating. Keep repeating. So I, I made up a mental note that in any case, I'm not so much in touch with her because I'm not good at keeping in touch with people. But now I will deliberately not be in touch with her <laughs> because you can you can sense that little agenda there to you know to slight you and I think friends build each other up and of course I appreciate a friend who tells me Shirali you wrote this or you said this you could you know you should have said this instead and just say it in a nicer way you can always you know you know when a person means well Hmm. you know it and my ego is not that fragile so uh, yeah I I think if a friendship means something to you if something is said you will always make the effort to try and trash it out But you know, with this particular person, it's always Mm. been like this. So I knew where it was coming from. And I've known her since high school, actually. So that's what it is. So I'm very happy to, like you said, that, you know, I'm not going to suffer people who are just there for the sake of being there because there's some shit. I'm very happy to snap those ties. And without any rancor or bitterness, I think it just reaches a point of zero tolerance policy. Yeah, zero tolerance policy. And also you've changed. So... I recently met up with an old college friend. We were, I wouldn't say we were very close, but we were good friends. And I realized I had nothing to chat with that person anymore. Right. There was no connection anymore. And I was wondering, like, I, I'm fond of this person. Yeah. I like this person. And we had a shared history. But what do I connect with this person for, further? We, it was like we were on different planets right yeah. now. So do I force this friendship further? Or do I just stay an acquaintance now? I think these are decisions we need to take and we need to keep telling ourselves 
and on the other hand <laughs> i connected with somebody over instagram somebody i don't know at all and that person is one of my closest friends today really so it's it's wonderful actually how social media has connected me with so many people i would have never come in touch with yeah and uh, when you do take the courage to meet offline and you connect with the person actually you be, and i properly connected because of social media because of twitter so i mean so many of our friends actually yeah. i connected with now i'm not that active yeah I, you know i'll tell you why we connect better through social media and especially twitter because that's about ideas you didn't say i ate butter chicken with naan today which and is what you're likely to you put know. on insta no i'm just saying that i think that you you get to know people perhaps a little better through mm, social mm-hmm. media i'm more intimately because there's less time for sweet nothing than riff raff <laughs> we're not looking polite conversation yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and finding friends in your 40s is like a wise person said dating again getting yeah. into dating with, with lesser hair and more wrinkles yeah speak for yourself babe <laughs> <laughs> there's always hair transplants but here's the thing i think friendships are really important and i have never realized how important they were until i hit my 40s mm. and whether it takes joining a uh wine club or a book club that's fine too absolutely because like i said the different friends cater to different needs in you i think i've made uh talking about book clubs i have recently struck up a friendship with somebody where we exchange books read the books and meet up to chat about the books and i sent her one of my favorite books she sends me one of her favorite books wow this is an online friend This is a person I know because we uh, wrote a story together for an anthology and we kept in touch but uh, she's of a different generation completely but this is just how the friendship is that's lovely but uh, having said this i think what making friends in your 40s does entail or after your 40s does entail is being more vulnerable too because we've already had so many experiences with friendships and we don't want to repeat the patterns and we don't want to get into the same old routine of you know becoming best friends and <laughs> then one day find they having a huge falling out so we're so guarded and we put up so many carapaces around ourselves so i think for me that's one of the greatest challenges to be vulnerable in you a friendship know, that is the beauty of growing older Yeah. right to accept that you're vulnerable and show your wounds and show your fears reveal them to somebody there's a very dear friend of mine and uh she's also happens to be uh, my last the editor of my last book and i remember that one day uh, she lives in london and i was there and um, there was uh, she came to see me and there was a rainbow in front of us okay and uh, she said oh my god i can't believe look at this rainbow and i said you know i'm so happy that you and i are looking at this rainbow together and then we looked at each other and laughed i said forget husbands in my case and your boyfriend <laughs> this is our fantasy <laughs> of looking at the rainbow together with your closest girlfriend and it's truly i think that you know romance is overrated and which isn't to say that you know our husbands and boyfriends are not important but i cannot tell you the true True value of female friendship has been revealed has revealed itself to me only in my forties. Yeah, better than Spanx, a good female <laughs> friend. I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> you can do the jury out there on that one. So while I agree that uh, after Spanx or after Diamond Spanx are a girl's best friend, there's still room for a third kind of a friend, <laughs> and for that I think uh, we can always uh, turn to Alain de Botton. He says we pick our friends not only because they are kind and enjoyable company 
but also perhaps more importantly because they understand us for who we think we are do you agree of course friend should be a reflection of what you think you are well, that's so lovely that means we are all deluded and <laughs> we like friends who support our delusions and that's what friendship should be and with that this is a wrap on this episode of not your auntie this is kiran manral and this is shunali kuller shroff write into us uh, tell us what you liked and what you didn't like i'm at kiran manral on all social media i'm shunali kuller shroff on instagram and shunali shroff on twitter see you next week ciao